Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey fam, I'm Jada Pinkett Smith, and this is the Red Table Talk podcast. All your favorite episodes from the Facebook Watch Show in audio. Produced by Westbrook Audio and iHeartRadio. Please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Hey, everybody. I hope everyone's doing well out there. Before COVID-19, Red Table Talk had already been filming. But once the pandemic hit, we realized that we had to put those particular episodes in a vault. Well, now we feel like we can share them with you. Now, if you see us close together, that's why. But we love these episodes. And our first one is colorism. And this is a subject we've been wanting to bring to the Red Table for a very, very long time. So now we are. On this Red Table Talk, this is like the secret, the thing we don't want to admit. Colorism. It's discrimination or prejudice based on skin tone from members of the same race. It began during slavery. Owners often raped their slaves who gave birth to light-skinned children. They were given preferential treatment. Lighter meant better, smarter, and more beautiful. This hateful bias seeped into Black culture and continues to divide us. Whether you're dark, light, or in between, the complexities and conflicts within our own race when it comes to the shade of our skin are devastating, deep-rooted, and affect us all. This Red Table is devoted to our beautiful dark-skinned sisters, like my lifelong friend Mia and her daughter, my niece, Madison. 
who are revealing the deep wounds caused by colorism. As she got darker, I was like, ooh, ooh, this is a problem. Wow. My grandmother, she definitely did not like dark-skinned people. I got bullied. One kid in particular, he would always call me, like, blackie. And we confront our own preconceived prejudices right here at the table. They're going to put you in a light-skinned fair category. You consider me fair? Yes. The conversation is really going to be yeah. intense. Maybe it's a new thing, but I definitely feel like nowadays, like in the dating world, dark-skinned yeah. girls in particular feel like they don't get as much absolutely um, attention yeah, as light-skinned girls get. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and I don't think that's new. I think that's that's been the case for years and years and years. Yeah, I actually had the opposite in my experience, kind of being picked on for being light-skinned. Yeah, and also. I remember having plenty of conversations with you and Aunt Karen about not revealing other heritage in my blood. That well, it was like, you're black? Right, and it wasn't so much it. about yeah, not revealing. Exactly. It was like, don't get, don't get it twisted. And listen, Karen was like, don't talk about it, because it means absolutely nothing. Right. You're black. Yeah. Don't let me hear you talking about you got this in your blood, you got that in your blood, you got that in your blood. She was like, it doesn't matter. Did, you're black. Did you're she black. think it was because you were trying to be like, I'm above this? No, like, I'm above I this? No, but back in the day, like, we, you know, you would always hear black people, oh, I got Indian in me and all of this, the cherry Like, not wanting to be not black. Still like, not owning our, our own blackness. And that's just a result of you know, all the brainwashing that has happened over the years. That started from slavery. The perpetuation of white supremacy. 100%. Or lighter skin supremacy. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It and true. it's not with just women. That's the other thing. Men of darker skin also have a very, very difficult Absolutely. time. Darker black men are targeted. Yeah, yes. definitely. That, and how that's difficult it is thing. for them to negotiate the corporate world, yeah. corporate America. Yeah. My husband had to deal with my... One of Ex my husbands. One of your, your third husband, I think it was? Yes, your third husband had to deal with that, yeah. yes. <laughs> All right, ladies, well, I say we take it to the table. Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. Okay. All right. Okay, Gam, now listen. I know, I'm stressed right? already. I know. I'm stressed this... already. It's such a sensitive issue. So that you know, this one here, Okay, Miss Mia Pitts is my lifelong friend. Absolutely. Okay? And we went to high school together. Yes. I did a year of college, college with her before I quit. Yes. We have lived together several times. We work together every day. Yes. And so she has been a big part of my life for a long time. And Miss Madison here, <laughs> this is her daughter. We also grew up together. She's like my niece, she and Willow grew up together. So this is family right here. Absolutely. Yes. And I yes, really wanted is. to bring her on to talk about colorism because she and I have had several conversations yes. over the years about this issue. So I thought right. she would be perfect. I know her as Chocolate Thunder and Miss Okay. Miss <laughs> <Kim. laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it was crazy because when I was getting myself together, I was like, oh, this is kind of a, a plunging uh, neckline here. <laughs> but it's also a part of the character that I created, a part of my colorism issues that I had. Right. Because I never considered myself beautiful, so I always would go to the other side, spectrum of being sexy. sexy. Right. That was one of the ways that I could sell myself in another way outside of my skin color. I think it was a camouflage for... Yeah 
not having, being told that, from men per primarily, right. that you're beautiful. Yeah. When did you start to feel like you had issues with your skin color? You know, I really, I didn't really realize how many problems I had with it until we were dancing with the Knicks and one of my NBA friends says, hey, listen, you know, it's a shame that you're not gonna ever be able to marry an NBA or an athlete because they're not gonna be able to see you because you're so dark. We ultimately choose women that are lighter. And that was said by a black man. Yeah. Mm. It's always like, oh, you're so pretty for a chocolate girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It wasn't full impact until I had yeah. Madison. As time went on, I noticed that she was just getting darker. As she got darker, I was like, ooh-ooh, this is a problem. Mm. Wow. Because somehow or another along the line, you mm. become inadequate. Yeah. And I just didn't want that for her. Like, I don't want her to have to have the same type of scenarios that I did, like never being told right. that you're beautiful. Right. But I unconsciously started putting that on her. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're such a, you're so pretty for, your skin is so beautiful. Like always over complimenting her on her skin. Yeah. And to the point where it could cause her to have a complex, like, well, what's the difference with yeah. my skin that you're always talking about my skin? Mm. Every time Madison wanted a toy or anything, it would have to be a black toy. Right. If she wanted a white doll, oh, no, 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 no. We can't get that doll. It's, we have to get a doll that looks like us. Like, I yeah. went on a whole thing of trying to find, like, all these beautiful black women so that I could just show her the imagery so she could feel good about who she was. Right. Ultimately... I was crushing her with too much of it instead of just allowing her to be who she was right. without having to have consciousness on her skin color. Yeah. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. 
The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow The Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Madison, what have been some of your experiences? Well, you know, going to like a predominantly black elementary school, that's like was my first experience. I got bullied. And one black kid in particular, he would always say like, your skin looks like poop and like call me like blackie. And I remember running home to my mom, of course, like crying, like, what's going on? Like, why would he do that? Like, why would he say that? And that's like, was my first introduction to it. And then when I transitioned to like a predominantly white school, I was scared because I was like, if I'm getting this from my own community, what am I going to get from this? And I didn't have any issues. So that was really Shocking to me. Wow. That is so deep that you went to an all-white school, basically. Yeah. yeah. And had no issues. That doesn't make sense to me. When I liked black boys, they never really liked me back. So I always got that, you know, I don't date, I don't date um, dark-skinned girls. And I was just like, okay, then I'll just forget you guys, then I'll just date something else. And then... I kind of got that backlash for that, you know, why would you do that? I'm like, you guys don't even like us anyway, Mm. so what's the point? It hurt, of course. Then you have those little bit of feelings, you're like, okay, like, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And now I'm dating black guys again, and now I'm getting that, like, appreciation Appreciation. that I've always wanted. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know, like, what changed in their minds. Or well, maybe hopefully just me that... being more confident or me. Yeah, that's, that's what I was know. about to I say. I think I was going to say that, too. That might, that's probably a factor. Yeah, that you're more confident, <laughs> you know, in who you are. Right. Right. Because confidence is very attractive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say, I've actually read about it too, that the best way to control a group of people or to really just get control of them is to pit them against themselves. And that's exactly what colorism does. Exactly. And that's, that. so it was all by design. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there's a fascinating documentary on colorism that we wanted to tell you about. Skin color amongst the black community is a huge issue. I used to wish that I can wake up one day lighter or wash my face and think that it will change or get lighter. I thought it was dirt and I tried to clean it off but it wouldn't come off. Certain people who may have lighter skin try to boost their self-esteem and to boost their, you know, their self-worth up by putting others down because they know that darker skin, I guess, isn't considered beautiful, and so they can, that kind of puts them up on that pedestal, like saying, hey, I'm, I'm more beautiful than you because my skin is fair. Experts conducted an experiment to test young children's attitude toward different skin colors. The results were just heartbreaking. She'll be the smart child. And why is she the smart child? Because she is white. Okay. Show me the dumb child. And why is she the dumb child? Because she plays. Well, show me the ugly child. And why is she the ugly child? Because she plays. Show me the good-looking child. And why is she the good-looking child? Because she likes skating. A friend of mine had recently had a baby, and I was very happy for her. And so, you know, it was my first time seeing the baby, and the baby was beautiful. And she said, girl, I'm so glad she didn't come out dark. 
And when she said it, it felt like a dagger, like someone took a dagger and stuck it in my heart because I was used to expecting hearing things like that from other races. But this was someone that I considered to be my sister. As a younger person coming up, white people really made me appreciate my skin color. Black people made me question it. Mm. Exactly. Now that's deep because Madison, you said the same thing. Right. The hatred of our skin tone is really just the overall picture of the hatred that we have for ourselves. And it's just so deep-rooted, you know what I mean? It's it just is. so really deep-rooted. It is a real testament to how we feel about ourselves. Right. We all have issues with color no matter what side you're on, and right. that's yeah. what's right. so right. interesting it's so about sad. it. Even for, you know, light-skinned women, you know, I know just on covers of magazine, it was always like, no, have your hair super straight. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, no, no, right. don't cut your hair, you know. And that even part. nowadays, that happens online, like people saying, oh, you light skin, you think you're cute? Yeah, right. you, no you think you're right. da, 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 like. And back in the day, light skinned girls would get beat at light. If you were light skinned yes. with long hair, yeah. we call it we getting banked. Bank. You would get banked for Ooh, no reason. That's right. right. And just think about how superficial that is. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this, right? So if we're in a room full of people that are not black, yeah. right? they're gonna automatically put me in a dark skin category mm -hmm. yeah. and they're gonna put you in a light skin fair category. You consider me fair? Yes. But here, and you too. But here, this is, now we're gonna talk about yeah, Gammy's issues because okay. Gammy But it's in comparison. It's the it's opposite. Right, fair. but my thing That's is is that it won't be how you see yourself. Exactly. It's gonna be how everybody else sees you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, Gammy. <laughs> She's not having it. I want you to know something. This is what I had to deal with when I was but growing you know up. What? I feel like she had a lot of shame on having different cultures right. yeah, I was in teased. our blood right. because my grandparents were West Indian. Mm -hmm. we, we really didn't have an issue with color, per se, more so with class. Yeah. Well, right. it, there was a little bit of it well, with my grandmother. Right. Yeah. She was, um, they were from Barbados, and she definitely did not like dark-skinned people. I remember wow. when I was really little, we had neighbors who were very, very dark, and uh, she didn't want us to play with them. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. So Chika Okoro is a Harvard and Stanford graduate who has studied and experienced colorism, and she did a very personal TED Talk that millions of people watched. Growing up, I definitely felt the effects of colorism. Guys didn't find me pretty. It really made me feel like I wasn't good enough, like I wasn't mm -hmm. valuable enough. The situation came to a head when Chica discovered an offensive casting notice for the movie Straight Outta Compton that ranked women based on their skin color. I was outraged. Wow. I was livid. I felt betrayed. Turning her outrage into action, Chica spoke out about the dangers of colorism. I'm so shoved aside for those with more favorable features. Light skin, light eyes, long, soft, real hair. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Chica, can you explain exactly what you saw yeah. on the Straight Out of Compton casting oh. call sheet? Yeah, it was so mind blowing. So it, it split out the girls from A through D, so different categories. So there was the A girls. Those are described as the hottest of hot models, you know, long hair, beautiful. Right. Then it went to the B girls. Those were African-American. You had to have real hair. It had to be your real long hair, light eyes, light skin. They said Beyonce was the prototype, which wow. blew my mind that Beyonce was not an A, a girl. girl. She's a B girl. B girl. Uh-huh. Then there were, B. for the C girls, it said you could wear weaves, no darker than a medium skin tone. And then the D girls, those were all African-American, out of shape, poor, and darker skin tone. Wow. Just... Yeah, welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so surprised <laughs> yeah. that someone wrote that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Out on an actual cast. And they think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And just seeing that degradation and kind of thinking, oh, okay, I guess I'm in the D category. But this is like the the secret, the thing we don't want to admit that even within us, there's division. Right. Right. Because we don't want to talk about it, it stays undercover, we're not supposed to bring it up. Right. It's crazy. The history goes all the way back. You know, everyone gets annoyed when we say it begins in slavery, but that's where everything begins. That's that's our history here in the U.S. That's where it begins. It's unfortunate because it started with the mass rape of slave masters with the female slaves. And so now there's this cohort of mixed race children who have the more lighter skin, straight hair, lighter eyes, slimmer noses, like all the different phenotypic characteristics, and they're treated better, right? right? They're given preferential treatment, get to work in the house instead of out in the Mm fields. And that has all continued even after slavery. Right. And um, just that classifications, separations, and that is how opportunities or acceptance into different social clubs or sororities or fraternities was based on these different 
different exactly. features. Right. Like, yeah. you know, we talk about the different tests that you still see the aftermaths of it. Yeah. Back then, it was blatant. There right. was the brown paper the bag test. test. Yep. You know, if you're darker than a brown paper bag, you're not in the club. Wow. You're not on the, you the sorority. Right, this paper right. bag is, you know, Crayola brown. And so if you're darker than that, ooh, no. If right. There was a pencil test. They run a pencil through your hair. It can't ooh. get stuck. I never heard the pencil mm -hmm. test. The pencil, pencel 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 test. Would have failed then. I would have failed yeah, that. Me too. That, that, sure. that was one of the issues for me growing up was my hair. That was just a struggle. It was. Like, it was always a struggle. I was always looking, even like my cousin, like my cousins and my friends, I would always look at her hair and be like, yeah. oh my God, like, like if someone mm -hmm. like if oh, I, I would yeah. just be so much prettier if my right. hair wasn't so kinky or you know what I mean right. if I had longer hair and it would always yeah. just be such a issue. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, it all ties in together. Yeah, exactly. the hair, skin me, color, you, all you, that. The yeah. approximation to white mm -hmm. is what is valued around the world. world. It's global. It's, it's, I've heard that you feel a certain way about the different skin tone emojis. Yeah, you know at first. I would always feel away when I would choose the, the last emoji, you right. right? And then I think it's great that there's all these different emojis. It was a moment for me to reflect on, well, why do I feel away? Right. Cause that's right. me acknowledge, like who's to say that the very brown emoji is worse than like right. the medium right. one. Right. And so I was like, wait a minute, like, why am I feeling this way? When you have to really hone in on how you want to look to the outward world, right. then that's when you really have a chance yeah. to acknowledge how you really feel about right. yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, Stacy started bleaching her skin when she was just eight years old and continued until she was 25. This is what Stacy looked like when she was bleaching, and this is Stacy today. Yeah, completely different person. That's so crazy, because I'd never really thought that it worked. worked. Yeah. So it, it was worked. a common practice, huh? Especially in an island household. My background, I'm Haitian. So you find out a lot in people from the islands that they bleach. Right. And they see it as you're more valuable if mm. you're lighter. Yes. You know, you will succeed more if you're a different skin mm. tone. You will make it more in life mm. if you are not dark. So The skin bleaching business is billion dollar business. Skin bleaching dates back centuries. In ancient times, lighter skin was a sign of privilege and prestige, the upper class who worked indoors out of the sun. Many dark-skinned people used bleaching powders, paints, or ointments in attempt to seem wealthier or aristocratic. I can remember being in the bathtub asking my mom to put bleach in the water so that my skin would be lighter, and so that I could escape the feelings that I had about not being as beautiful, as acceptable, as lovable. Go to South Africa today, and you will see billboards promoting skin bleaching cream, even in the face of knowing that it causes cancer. Wow. What caused you to even think that, because at a young age of eight, like how did you think that you were not good enough then? Because I've always been bullied. You know, it's either I'm this big, dark, dirty girl, mm -hmm. or in school no one wants to work with me because, oh, she's black, she might have an attitude, or she's mm -hmm. unwilling to cooperate. So I decided to bleach. Do you feel like people um, treated you differently when you were bleaching? Yes. Yeah. The boys who were picking on me, saying I was dirty, I'm black, I'm disgusted, I have an attitude problem, they found beauty in this girl. Once wow. you, okay. Once I bleached, wow. you know, I was more polite they seen me as, or 
you know, instead of me being angry, I'm just passionate. That's why I'm so uh-huh. outspoken uh-huh. and I, right. you know, I love life. I'm passionate. I'm not angry. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have an attitude problem. I just, I can talk all day, you know? Right. Right. So, yes, people definitely viewed me like I'm more worthy in yeah. a way. That, and that's an issue with, with darker skin. Oh, yeah. People. We got an attitude. We got an attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Got an attitude. Mm-hmm. yeah. But every black woman I know. I don't know you But how did your family feel when you were bleaching? How did they feel when you stopped? stopped. They were devastated, like I just wow. committed suicide or something. Right. You know, up until the point when I was engaged, getting married, I was hearing, maybe you should start bleaching again because your wedding is coming up wow. and you want to be pretty for your wedding day. And I'm like, wow. oh my gosh, like, why are you killing me? Did the bleaching cause any other medical issues? I broke out a lot. I always oh. dealt with acne, dark marks, high pigmentation. But once I stopped, my skin became clear. And so what made you decide to stop? Like, my husband. Your husband. Yes. Wow. When I was engaged, I decided to show him my photo album when I was a younger girl, a baby. And he said, wow, you are beautiful. You're so gorgeous. Deep down in my heart, I was so sad. I'm like, ew, how can you call that girl in a picture beautiful? Oh, wow. You know? Mm-hmm. And he didn't tell me to stop, but because he found beauty in that girl, in my mind, I'm like, you know, I have to stop. There's no way right. for me to treat myself this way if my husband loved me. Yeah. You know, right. he found beauty right. in this little chocolate muffin. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I have to stop. Good for- Let's get him a round of applause. <laughs> Let's give him a round beauty. of applause. Right. So when he left, I went to the bathroom and I cried. And I believe that's when my deliverance happened. Right. You know, I went to church all my life, but my deliverance didn't happen at church. It happened in a bathroom. My one-on-one, I cried. Right. I'm like, God, like, yes. how can I be in church? And I'm so insecure and I mm. have a, such a bad low self-esteem. I feel so depressed all the time. But that day is when God literally removed that hurt inside of me. So You yeah. know what? Awesome. That is amazing. I really appreciate you guys coming to the table to talk about this. To me, this is just the beginning. Yeah. It is. This That's, is just really the beginning is, because, because there's so much you. to unravel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much to talk about. So much towards healing that. You know, you almost don't know where to begin and where to start, but this is the starting point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. This was great. Awesome. This was great. Hey, RTT family. Join our Red Table Talk group on Facebook to become part of the conversation. And be sure to follow the show page to catch up on all our episodes. So my boss, when this came up, she was like, yeah, you can totally take the day off. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Great. You did a great oh, job. You did a great job. When Mia's trying to get up her own red shoes. No, I don't. I was like, don't hate Mia. I was like, damn. She held it down. I don't want a red table talk. This is too much work. To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at facebook.com slash redtabletalk. Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Table Talk podcast, produced by Facebook Watch, Westbrook Audio, and iHeartRadio. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.